Hello and welcome to the Trainer Tools podcast, to an extra little short one that we occasionally stick in randomly. This one is just a very simple technique, a way of splitting up a larger group into smaller subgroups in a way that's quite fun and energizing and also helps to start breaking down barriers and putting people into, to use transactional analysis language, to put people into the child ego state, which is often a really good state to get people to learn into a learning and creative space. So I hope you find it useful, but even if you don't, it's only 10 minutes. I'm here again with Seema Saraugi. Hi, Seema. Hello again. Hi, John. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? I'm good too. And welcome back for the third time. Yes, my, my, my pleasure every time to be here with you. And our pleasure too, so thank you for that. And what do you want to talk about this time? So uh, this time I uh, want to talk about... Uh, activity which could be used to form groups or teams. So when you need to split people up into different uh, smaller groups to do a bit of work or whatever. Yes, yes. And sometimes, uh, and this actually, the uh, beauty with this uh, activity is that it also acts like an energizer with the team. Oh, okay. Sounds good. This this is like a uh, small game which is filled with laughter and fun. What's it called? What's it called? It's called a family game. The family game, okay. Yes. So as a trainer, you need to uh, do um, a small task before you start this little game. So you need to write names of a few animals, such as monkey, cat, lion, elephant, goat, on slips of paper. So depending on the overall group size, I avoid writing uh, uh, the name of dog, which you will get it uh, in some time why I don't do that. So what you do, you write the name of each animal on the slip of paper and you will need one card for each participant. I mean like one slip for each participant and the number of animals that you should uh, use should correspond to the number of groups that you want to form. For example, if you have a group of 20 participants, you divide the group into teams of five each and make the slips accordingly. For this, you so, could so, have... Sorry, so does that mean like there'd be five tigers or whatever? Yeah. So five yeah, tigers okay. could be uh, five elephants, five cats and five monkeys. So depending on the group size, you write the names of uh, these animals on the slips of paper. And then you tell the participants that uh, we'll play a little game and there are some rules of the game. You don't disclose to the participants that there are names of the animals written on various slips. So you simply tell your participants that there is a name on the slip of paper and as you pick the slip, you have to look for members with that name by producing a sound or by using a gesture corresponding to the name. And you don't disclose too much. You can mention to the participants that they'll understand the game easily as soon as they have a look at their slips. And you also tell them that uh, you don't have to call out names. Rather, you have to use sounds and gestures. And once the group is ready to play, you distribute these uh, written slips of paper to them. Each member come, comes and uh, picks up the slip. And then, you know, when people have a look at the slips, some participants may sportingly start using vocals, cry of the animals to find their group members. And some might hesitate. So you as a trainer have to encourage them to look for their members. You have to, you know, motivate them to, you know, uh, start using something, use a vocal or a gesture to look for their 
members. And once the participants have found their members, what you can do is like to just, you know, add some um, fun in the group. You can ask the various groups, like for the four groups, for example, which we have right now. So in, in a group of uh, 20 participants, so you can ask each group to come up with a small skit or an introduction to their group to others so that others uh, could know who which uh, group they are, which family do they belong to. You can uh, give five minutes to these uh, various groups and then each group comes and presents and the other group then guesses which animal family do the uh, group belong to. This works fabulously with participants of uh, similar designations, lower managers and middle managers. And uh, I have also used this activity as an away day event. And uh, like just to add more fun to the overall exercise, you can address each group with that family name for the rest of the day. For example, like if you have various tasks, so uh, for the uh, day so you can have groups like the lion group or the cat group monkey group for the rest of the day and uh, what I've realized with these, this activity is that participants become very friendly with each other and also feel very energetic after this exercise all right yeah I could imagine it becoming you know as you say building relationships becoming friendly yeah because it's there's something about that which is quite endearing and maybe it's the use of the family idea yeah and also I don't know I should know more about psychology to answer that one. Sorry, uh, I didn't get your question exactly. No, it wasn't a question, it was a comment. I was just saying I should know more about psychology to really understand why, but I can imagine that making people friendlier. Did, I think it's something about the idea of using the word family, but I don't know. It was It was actually, you know, I. the reason I call this a family game is that, uh, you know, I don't call it an animal game. Because it becomes too obvious that, uh, you know, there are names of animals written on the slips. And secondly, because you're forming groups, so it's like a part of one family. And yeah. where then you work together and you also break your inhibitions. Because, you know, if you uh, notice, I also make the groups, uh, you know, present a small skit or a play introducing their uh, family to others. So that also brings more creativity in the group and it, it breaks inhibitions. It, it brings more, uh, uh, you know, um, it, it makes the environment more friendly. I was going to ask you about that, the skit part or the presentation part. What's that look like? How does that sound? What, how would you, I suppose maybe the best way is, can you give us an example? I don't know if you can. I don't know. Is it possible to give an example of that? Yes, I can. So there are a few examples uh, from various groups uh, where I have used this activity. So when I ask people to present a small play or a skit introducing uh, their group to others, so people come up with various uh, creative ideas. For example, once I used it in a training program where uh, there was a group which was the monkey group. So what they did was they uh, presented uh, three monkeys from their groups. You know the three monkeys, right? One yes. which cannot see, uh, talk, and hear. So so that's it. So that's like you could be, you could be very creative. Another group, uh, which was the tiger group, came up with an idea where one is a tiger and another is a goat, and a tiger is attacking the goat. So then people guess that oh, it's the tiger group or the lion group. So it's it's. It's nothing else but just to uh, create a very friendly, uh, comfortable environment in the room. People become very friendly with each other and then they are also energized and there's laughter, fun in the group. 
and uh, then we carry on various tasks for the rest of the day. I could see that being quite useful, especially if it's the kind of group where you need them to be breaking down barriers and exactly. getting into a different frame of mind out of the sort of stiffer workplace head yes. and get into a more playful space. I could see that being really quite useful. Yes. In fact, uh, I would like to add here that uh, I used it uh, while I was working with the FCO and I had used it for one of the posts uh, for an away day event. I had to use an activity which was not too serious and which could connect uh, people together because it was uh, an event where everybody had uh, come away from their desk and they wanted to have some fun together. So this this activity really worked well and uh, it, it was really, really nice to see the group very engaged with each other and very comfortable with each other for the rest of the day. So tell us why you didn't use a dog then. Oh, it's it's actually it's not uh, very nice to see, you know, uh, people uh, acting as dogs and like barking and, you know, like so I, I avoid doing that. And some and it's also a cultural thing. Some sometimes like people might not take it very nicely. I mean, like they, they can take it too personally. So I avoid using a dog and I've always used uh, monkeys, tigers, elephants, goats, cats. So and they are like very funny also, like especially the monkey one. You can have a lot of fun with the monkey. Yeah, I can see. I think that's quite sensible and sensitive of you to to make that decision about the dogs. Yeah, it's a good point. Yes. OK, well, thank you very much for that, Seema. That's a really, again, a really quite an interesting and quite simple, but but quite fun. Yes. Uh, activity. So thank you very much for that. My pleasure again, John. And thank you for coming back on this podcast and I hope to see you again. Yes, definitely. Bye-bye. Take care.